mic is hot and the game is on. You're listening to News for the Nation podcast by Aces Nation, where we talk about nutrition, sports performance, the journey of a student athlete, and more. I'm Claire. I'm Zach. Time Time to to level level up. Welcome back, sports fans. Today's episode, all about the holidays, because they are coming up quickly. Uh, We hope that everyone's doing well. We've got a few topics today to help you through the holidays, whether it's regarding food, coming up on the new year and those resolutions and everyone's getting planned for that. And then how to stay safe from scams that are are all over social media for fitness and nutrition. So Claire, are you ready for the holidays? I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Your tree's up and everything. My tree is up. It doesn't feel like the holidays a hundred percent because it's still pretty warm here in Florida, but I think the last couple of years I've just gotten used to it. And once the tree is up and the direct decorations are up, I can get in the spirit now. Heck yeah. You know, it feels like <clears throat> winter time here and it feels like the holidays when you go to the right places and everything's lit mm-hmm. up. Yeah, for sure. So when everyone gets together for the holidays, food is a big deal, right? So we have just come off one food holiday in Thanksgiving, and we're going right into the next food holiday. Hope everyone enjoyed mm-hmm. your one month break uh, <laughs> from big food holidays before the next one. So there's also a lot of thinking, I think, for people when they go into holidays like this of, hey, there's going to be this food that I really want to eat, and I need to... I need to not eat as much as the other stuff so I can have more calories for that thing. Or there's something like, ah, oh, man, I really shouldn't eat this. And they just drive themselves nuts the whole time until they cave and actually eat it. Mm-hmm. So uh, talk to us about those types of psychological battles or, or I don't know, things <clears throat> that pop up inside people's minds for uh, food around the holidays. Yeah, I see a lot of different variations of anxiety or over analysis around food year round, but especially around the holidays, because I think there tends to be an emphasis around the meal part and special foods and different foods, foods that you don't necessarily see all year round. And I think you made two good points of how that tends to appear, whether it's saving calories or food or whatever for like that main event, or if it's um, feeling like you can't have something and then just like thinking about it over and over and over again so much that you finally cave. And in those instances, you usually see overeating um, or potential binge eating. So there's a lot of different reasons, I think, for that food anxiety. But one of the biggest ones that I see is if we're kind of putting morality towards food and labeling things as good, bad, um, I can have this, I can't have this. And I do think that there are foods, obviously, when we're talking about athletes, there are foods that we want to have in larger quantities and foods that we want to have in lesser quantities. But if we're labeling them as good and bad, then that that kind of like morality warfare in our head starts to rage. And we feel like if we do eat that food, then we're bad, or we feel guilty that we want more, 
um, we feel guilty for eating it in the first place. And it can just make for something as innocent as eating a cookie or two feel like really emotionally heavy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I agree. Um, it's just, you can't put that much um, into that food, right? To make it something that is so daunting when it's really something that should be enjoyed, right? And you should have those allowances mm -hmm. to go outside of the, I don't know, eating plan, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because at the end of, if you're eating well for 365 days, right? And you just decide to step outside on a couple of holidays, right? This is like, it's not in the grand scheme of things. It's not like you took four months off of your, you know, yeah. and got off the side. You probably had an additional 100 to 200 calories on a day, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which, why are you putting so much pressure on yourself or like beating yourself up yeah. about it? Yeah. And I think that's a good point. And typically with the athletes that I work with on holidays, if they're, let's say they're, if they're tracking, for example, or if they have a specific plan, I usually tell them to just like take the day off from it. That doesn't mean that they go into it and it's like a free for all and you do whatever you want and you're like sick to your stomach by the end of the night. We do talk about strategies of how to approach that holiday to where you're still meeting your energy needs but you're also meeting kind of those more like um, craving wants and having some of those special foods. So it's definitely important to look at it from the perspective of if you take a couple days of the year off to be present, enjoy time with family and just enjoy the day, uh, it's not going to ruin all of the nutrition progress that you've made on all of those other days that you've been consistent. Um, it would be very different, like you said, if you're taking four months off, or even if, and I see this a lot too, if Monday through Friday, you do great, but Saturday and Sunday, you go completely off the rails to where Monday, you're having every single Monday, you're having to start over. That's way worse, or that's going to obviously stall your progress a lot more than if for seven holidays out of the year, you're taking a little bit of a step back from your structured plan. Right. I, I would agree. <clears throat> I, I've got, um, I got a little scenario here that I'm going to give you. Okay. So okay. in the spirit of these, uh, holidays coming up, let's say it's, uh, say people are going to enjoy whatever confectionery, whatever cookie <laughs> or something that that's been made, right. That they've been really looking forward to. Um, you know, maybe they don't just have one, maybe they have one to three, yeah, you know, they have a couple, mm -hmm. right. Would you suggest yeah. that that those are uh, consumed like in the middle of the day or these uh, higher alert times, I guess, where your metabolism might be a little bit higher and then focus a little more on fiber and protein as they get into the dinner time and kind of stay away from those things then? What, what say you, Claire? What say you? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily say it has to be in the middle of the day. Ideally, if we're going to be like sticklers for timing about it, um, if you could do it closer to the time when you work out, like if it's closer, either before or after, probably after, that would be like ideal timing. I would say if it's later in the day, have it like with your meal. Um, so like instead of this idea of, you know, you have your meal, you have dinner, you wait like an hour, and then it's like second meal, but dessert. 
I think that's often when we can see overeating and eating to the point of feeling like physically sick or unwell, because it's like, okay, I want to eat all these foods at dinner, but I also want dessert. So if I just wait for enough time, I can eat a lot more. And that's where we see a lot of these like excess, like really excessive caloric intakes coming in. So I would say um, two strategies, have it with your meal with like that dinner um, or have it closer to kind of the time you're working out. Um, a couple other tips that I would say that can just like really help in general is, so you kind of mentioned like prioritizing protein and fiber. I would say in general, um, for that meal time, prioritizing protein, lean protein if possible, but really just prioritizing protein is going to be helpful and incorporating a couple servings of fiber rich foods. So vegetables, maybe some fruit if there's any. And then if there is a fiber or like a more complex carbohydrate available, that would be a good option. I would say typically in those meals, it's not very complex or fiber rich. You, know, you usually have like mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, um, something like that, which is fine. Um, they're just not super rich in fiber because they don't have the skin or they're like it's white pasta. So I would <clears throat> make more of your plate from the protein and then the fruits still incorporate the, the grains or those carbohydrates, but make sure it's one that you really, really want. So instead of putting like a roll mashed potato, like trying a little bit of everything, pick the ones that you really, really want and you know you like and the ones that you've been looking forward to versus having a little bit of everything that you just kind of like because and, and are just eating it because it's there. Same thing with the dessert. So like maybe take, before you just start putting stuff on your plate, take some inventory of what's there and decide to let's say you one to three, pick the two or three that you really, really want. So if you don't like chocolate and there's four things that have chocolate and two that don't, pick the ones that don't have chocolate so that you can enjoy them a little bit more than eating something just to eat it because it's there and not really enjoying it. Yeah, I think you make a really good point about eating it with your meal. Um, mm -hmm. Specifically, if you like eat it at the end of your meal or towards the end, because uh, that gives your your stomach enough time to communicate with your brain. And maybe your those uh, hunger signals go down a little bit and you don't eat as much with that mm -hmm. as you get later into the meal. So mm -hmm. I was thinking about that right after you said it. I think that's a really good uh, suggestion right there. Good job, Claire. Yeah. Thanks. I think it also, I've seen that strategy in a lot of um, like pediatric dietitians. So working with like working with kids, especially even like picky eaters are trying to like not create picky eaters of like offering dessert, like with a meal so that it doesn't become this like special thing. So same thing where if, if it's something that we typically label as bad, it can just kind of take that like that nomenclature off of it. If like we're having it with all the other foods that we don't label as bad, why is this thing bad? Um, so it just kind of normalizes a little bit more, especially if that is something that you're going to be doing on holidays, why not have it? And I think you bring up a good point too, is if we have it with the meal and we're eating it maybe towards the end, we can get a better idea of how much is enough versus if that's all we have on our plate and we're super excited about it. Sometimes again, that just lends us lends itself to to overeating those things a little bit more. Yeah, and also you know it it seems like the holidays 
are a time for sugar and dairy to thrive on top of inside whatever, you know, just included around food. And that just is yeah. wild to me. Like everybody's adding cheese, heavy cream, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like sugar and butter to everything, you know, and that's just, yeah, that's just a really interesting concept that I'm thinking about. It's like those yeah. two areas are supremely overloaded in the yeah. holiday time. Yeah. And if you're not, if, if you typically don't eat a lot of those things, I think it also lends itself to where we're eating a lot less nutritious foods or nutrient dense foods. And we tend to eat more of those like quick digesting carbohydrates, the things that are very high in sugar, that are very more processed, if you will. So that's something to be careful of too, of just recognizing like those foods are typically more readily available around the holidays. Um, so just being aware of that and making sure that you're still incorporating those really nutrient dense, antioxidant rich, fiber rich, high protein foods that are going to continue to support your athletic goals, your recovery, um, reducing inflammation and all of that stuff. These are great points, everybody. If you yeah. missed missed any, you need to go rewind this section right here and listen to this again because Claire just gave you some <clears throat> nuggets. Okay. Yeah. Um so also oh oh yeah. Also, um, if you would like more of a visual representation of how you can construct your plate uh for Christmas dinner. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, um, you can go to our Instagram at Aces Nation org. There is a holiday performance plate example that you can reference. Yeah, go check out uh, Aces Nation org on Instagram. Um, also, shout out to the Festivus celebrators. Yeah, if you know what Festivus for the rest of us. Um, so, Claire, to finish this side up right here, what is something that you really look forward to in the holidays, food-wise, like food or beverage-wise? Food-wise? Um, I, I have a sweet tooth, so I love desserts. I love baking. Um, I really enjoy just anything that's like chocolate and peppermint. I love that combination. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I enjoy those combos yeah. as well. So, um, I think last year I made like a chocolate, chocolate peppermint cookies or something like that. They were very, very good. So I'll probably make those again. Did you, or did you not share those with coworkers? I did share those with coworkers. I made oh, a couple okay. different cookies. I made a couple different ones. Yeah, I thought you did. Uh, I love that combination as well. One mm -hmm. thing that I used to really look forward to. Uh, around Christmas time when my family got together was one of my aunts made this apple cider that was just mm. in the crock pot with cinnamon and I think like orange uh, slices and stuff. Oh my goodness. I was just waiting for that to come around, you know, and <laughs> I would drink, good. yeah, I would drink quite a bit of it. Um, that was one thing I just really enjoyed. Aces Nation is a team of former college athletes and coaches on a mission to improve the sports culture experience and change today's expectations. We do this by helping every player maximize their athletic potential with professional programs to improve strength, speed, nutrition, and mental toughness, and by using sports to create a direct pathway to college with a guaranteed college scholarship program for all student-athletes. 
Visit acesnation.org to learn more and schedule a demo. Let's go. Heading out of the holidays or, or like included in it, but after this, um, hopefully not an engorgement of eating, right? Then comes the new mm. year, right? And mm-hmm. all, all of our life around the new year, people always ask you, you know, what's your new year's resolution? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I should do a little bit of research and figure out when that actually became like a cultural thing when we started asking people about resolutions. But, um, I don't necessarily like that terminology to be fair. I mean, I think people eva- evaluate themselves, evaluate their year, you know, and then they make, Here, here's what I want to do better the next year. Right. And I guess that's mm-hmm. the whole definition of a resolution, but um, you know, making a, a goal is something that's important for a lot of people. And I think it is important to have something listed of what you want, right? To have mm-hmm. that known, at least by you. Uh, I tend to think personally that if you tell other people that that's your goal, that adds an extra level of accountability to, to you. To, 100%. Uh, Right. To, to make sure that happens. I mean, I say accountability, but it also could add a layer of support as well um, if you have that. So very fi- is a very fine line between support and and accountability. Right. Um, yeah, like, I think they're pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, so I think having those things are important. So, Claire, if you're giving tips to someone who thinks they need to make a new goal for eating um, and they want to make a a change. How would you go about addressing that? Yeah, I think it's great to set goals. I think you should, you should always be reaching towards something. I think we can always make improvements, whether it's large or small. So I think it depends on the goal, but I would say starting with making smart goals. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to go down each letter, but picking something that's specific, something that you can measure that's objective, and that's time bound, I would say at least those three are going to be important. Because if you just set an arbitrary goal, that has no time frame that has no way to measure it, it's very hard to know if you've accomplished it or not. And I think that that can just <clears throat> cause you to fall off of it a lot more quickly and a lot more likely than if you have a specific goal that you can measure. So I would say making sure that it has those qualities um, and also setting long-term and short-term goals. So I would say it's definitely a lot easier to start with a long-term goal and then break that down into chunks. So from a nutrition perspective, um, let's say somebody is eating like one vegetable a day and their goal is to get up to five servings of vegetables a day within three months okay you can measure that because you can measure how many servings of vegetables you're eating a day um it's specific you put a number to it and it's also time bound so within three months you want to be able to be eating five servings of vegetables a day for somebody that's only eating one adding five the next day might be very very daunting (laughs) and if and overwhelming so if that is you set short-term goals so let's say you're going from one 
instead of going from one to five, you can do um, this week, I'm going to have one serving of vegetable at dinner and one serving of vegetable at lunch. Or um, it could be this week, I'm going to have one serving of vegetables at dinner. And at least three of my lunches have to have a serving of vegetables. And then you can add from there. So once that becomes easy, where we're having one to two servings a day, bump it up to two, two every single day, then bump it up to three, then four, then five. So we're setting short-term goals each week to where we're eventually within that time frame of three months, we're going to reach that long-term goal of five. And then it doesn't seem so hard because if it's one to five and you're not used to it, if one day you miss it, you essentially have failed. And then it's going to be really hard to get back on because you haven't made it a habit yet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing that that I really have thought about for this topic here is big goal, small steps is to have mm -hmm. that, that big goal. Like you just said, um, same thing for, um, the fitness realm of it. It's gotta be something that you can measure something that you can, um, you know, have success with and something that, you know, I think that you can achieve pretty much every day. Now, every day doesn't have to be like a, a big workout day for you, but I think it's important to have steps set up for you to be able to succeed, whether or not like one thing for scheduling, um, that I've seen people do is they are like, I got to go to the gym on these days. Mm -hmm. Well, some, yeah, well, I mean, that's great. You've got that schedule set up, but like, do you have the flexibility to make something up on a different day if you miss it? Right. Yeah. So, Obviously, um, you got to have some little contention plans to be able to still get activity if you're not able to go to the same place. But I think, um, you know, setting the right goals and you mentioned like not being vague, being specific about the things. And uh, what, what I had in mind was people who are like, I want to get fit. But, like that is such wow. a broad term. Like you have no idea what that even means for you. Do you want to, mm -hmm. you know, um, increase your endurance do you want to uh i'll use a normal term here do you want to get toned as the people say yeah <laughs> um you know so you have to have something that's a little more specific that way you know what steps to take towards that goal i mean just like you mentioned with the vegetables right like mm -hmm. if you just say i want to eat healthier like that means so many different things right yeah what does that mean yeah so uh, i think for both of us being specific having achievable small steps, as you mentioned in, mm -hmm. in terms or, um, uh, in stride towards that big goal is super important. And, and that same thing that you mentioned is crazy because these things are pretty much lined up here. It's, it's really all about consistency and making proper adjustments. If you do happen to miss something that's on there. Right. I mean, we, right. we talked, I said something about this earlier about 365 days, right? Like if you miss the one day, uh, out of that 365, right. That's not going to kill you. But if you're missing the, let's say you're missing the two opportunities every week, that's mm -hmm. going to add up. And that's going to take you away from your goal, right? I mean, you mentioned going yeah. off your plan on Saturday, Sunday, right? If you have mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, great eating. But I mean, same thing. Like if if you're not, if you're missing two of your exercise opportunities, your fitness opportunities that you had already had planned, 
um, or that are already there for you, it's going to add up in some way. And that's going right. to be, not, it's not going to be what you want. Right. And so uh, another yeah, thing exactly. I'll say is there are so many opportunities to reach your goals throughout the year. Don't be so hard on yourself. If you miss like in the first month, you miss a couple of days like that. You got to give yourself a little bit of forgiveness there because if you don't and you stay hard on yourself, chances are you'll just give up on your goal anyway, right? So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's not all or nothing. I think that's important too. Of like, there's a difference between sticking to your goal, being consistent, and building discipline and building a habit versus all or nothing. Where if you fail once, then that's it. You're done. You yeah. know, there's a there's definitely a difference. Yeah, the all-in mentality. I think I saw this on something you posted on social media about um, mm -hmm. holiday eating. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's that's good on the good side, right? On the the motivation, yeah. like the motivated side of it, that's great. Mm -hmm. But if if you ever go onto the other side of that, it's not so great, right? <laughs> not so great. Yeah, very <laughs> defeating. So, yeah, that's a good point too. Of you know, give yourself some flexibility and grace. You don't make excuses and just, you know, continue to do that. But you have to understand that it, it, it's not a habit yet. It's not something that you train yourself to be disciplined enough to do yet. And that takes time and repetition and consistency. Um, and you will get there, but just know that it takes a little bit of time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, and that's probably why it's a goal that you have to set because it doesn't just happen overnight. You have to work towards it. Yeah. Speaking of doesn't happen overnight, mm -hmm. it's a great segue to our next part, right? Okay. So <laughs> you're going to, you're going to start seeing if you haven't already, cause they're out there through all throughout they're the year. They're always out there. Yeah. Yeah. These, um, posts or these, um, influencers that are out there. Yeah. And advertisements yeah. that are trying to sell you something <laughs> that happens in an instant that does happen overnight, or they say it does happen overnight. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you need to be wary of those things. Uh, I'm sure we're going to say a lot of the same stuff here, obviously from a, a training standpoint, one session does not all of a sudden change you. So if they are saying like, if anybody says something will change your life, uh, like, okay. So th this, this one exercise will, you know, just completely elevate you as a person, as a player. Uh, that's tough. That, that's tough to say if, yeah. if that one exercise elevated you so much or could elevate you so much, they would have done research on it. And if they have, that's great. You know, then maybe we need to learn more about it, but you should probably do a little more of your own research about that one thing that they're saying is going to make you that mm -hmm. much better. Um, you know, like, yeah. I don't know that everyone's doing that one thing, right? But that one thing mm -hmm. is making that one person more money if you buy into it. Yeah. Um, so uh, from, from my perspective, this is, uh, I'll say this about athletes, because I actually had this happen pretty recently. So an athlete went home Thanksgiving break and they had, uh, they, they went to go work out. Right. And they went to go train and they did something that they saw on Instagram that was completely, uh, that was just not in the energy system and for the goals that their sport had, like 
they were they're a power sport athlete and so the instagram or tiktok i don't know one of them so the social media post was about doing interval runs before mm -hmm. the workout so no, it, no. Here, here's what it was it was 15 minutes one minute sprint tell, tell me who can tell me what average person can sprint for one minute if if you understand what sprinting means right sprint one minute jog one minute 15 minutes of that that and sounds then, like a cross-country workout i used to do isn't that crazy right okay so so that was obviously someone on social media who isn't playing a sport is just like a you know fitness professional mm -hmm. or or a fit influencer um mm -hmm. and then you know that athlete went to go do uh went to go execute some lower body uh multi-joint movement and found himself pretty quickly not able to do what they should have been able to do right or you know not performing the way that they thought they were going to but i mean that's just uh, a point where not everyone has the same goals as you so you mm -hmm. should really understand who that person is and understand where you are in your life that is actually something that this athlete could pick up later in life but that's not you're not later in not life right, right now. now yeah you're you're in college yeah. like if you're playing a sport in college you know that's you chose to do that for a reason so you should probably support that with your actions a little mm -hmm. bit better right so i yeah. i'd be aware of those things where it's completely outside of where you are in your life and don't just go to something because it looks cool uh, and like mm -hmm. i said at the beginning do a little bit more research on it because it's probably not going to help yeah. you uh, it's not going to be that instant fix like you think it is. Everything that is going to be lasting, it takes time. Yeah. Anything that has like those extremes of lose 30 pounds in 30 days or um, like gain seven pounds of muscle in six minutes. I don't know if that's one, but you know, it's just like these like super extreme things that if, you think critically about it. Well, obviously you kind of have to know a little bit about physiology, but if you think critically about it, you would come to the conclusion that that is ridiculous and this will probably not work. Or if it does work, it's going to make you have to do such extreme things that are not sustainable, that will probably be miserable, that it's not worth it because it's not actually teaching you anything. So I think, yeah, that is the one of the biggest red flags that you need to just watch out for, for some of these like programs or trainings or diets, whatever you want to call them that market these things to you. That's a huge one. Another, a couple other things I see is like um, people trying something. So if they say like, if you want to do this, you can, all you have to do is buy this supplement, buy this piece of equipment, buy my guide or whatever. Um, which I understand like you can, you can market like maybe your coaching services or something in that way of like, if you want to do this, work with me. And these are the results of some other people or like, I am a certified professional. If you want to get stronger, work with me, whatever. But if it's like, more along the lines of again that kind of like scammy thing we just said and then but in order to do that you need to buy this 
supplement or piece of equipment, usually that's a sign that um, something is not what they're saying it is. And they're just trying to get you to buy something that probably doesn't work. Yeah. I'm always wary of that stuff. And I think a lot of people are too, but uh, just understanding what the source is and trying to just use my best judgment with all those things. Yeah. Anything that's, I think just to like chalk it all up to like one, one summarization would be if something sounds too good to be true and is giving you like a quick fix to not have to put in the work to get stronger, get faster, lose weight, change your body composition, eat better. It's not going to work. And it's, it is too good to be true because it takes hard work and dedication and changing your lifestyle and the choices that you've been previously making to make different choices to get a different result or outcome. So yeah. I think that is a way that you can approach it is like when you see these things or these people online or these influencers, whatever saying, promise you something that you've been trying to accomplish for so long. And they're saying you can do it in a week or two weeks or a month. Chances are you probably cannot. And they're going to ask you to do some extreme stuff. That's not going to teach you how to make that your new lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. That's crazy. So, all the stuff that's out there. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out for those scams, guys. They're everywhere. Yeah, they definitely are. Claire, what's a, <clears throat> um, what's a cool gift idea from a registered dietitian? From a registered dietitian or for a registered dietitian? That, uh, no, that you would suggest somebody to somebody that has to do with nutrition. Um, I always love a good cookbook. I think uh, I have a lot of people come to me asking for meal ideas, which to an extent I can provide, um, but I am not a chef. So I can't always make them elaborate and tasty and um, creative. Um, I can tell you the nutritive value and I can do that to an extent, but I think cookbooks are, are just really helpful, especially ones that are um, like limited ingredients or like specific for athletes. I think those are great. Um, and then if you have somebody that you know who has a specific goal, gifting them like sessions with a dietitian is always a good, um, is always a good one. I would say with that, um, it's probably easier if it's like a parent to a child or like a spouse or something where it's like you're close to them. So you can kind of like provide information to the practitioner of like, Hey, this is for my husband, by the way, I want to do this for Christmas. If it's just like a distant relative, it might be a little weird. Um, you know, uh, or if it's like your parent, like a, a, an older adult to their like adult parent, that would be, that could be a cool gift because if it's something that maybe like they really want to do, but they aren't too sure, or they just haven't, they, they're not ready to like financially invest. Um, that could be a good gift to just show like, Hey, I care about your health and I want you to, to do this for yourself. Yeah. That's a good idea. I didn't think about the second one about buying sessions for someone. That's a good thing. <clears throat> yeah. What about you? Uh, I asked for creatine for Christmas. 
<laughs> nice. I love yeah. creatine. You know, I love creatine. What yeah, about, oh, okay. Maybe I misunderstood the question. I thought you were saying like, what, what would a dietitian suggest for people? You, what you would did. I want for Christmas? No, you understood the question. Uh, oh, you're just directly. telling me what you asked for. I did. I did. I legit asked for creatine. I love it. I I love creatine. I use creatine almost every day. Sometimes I forget, but I, I take creatine every day. Yeah. If I had to answer the question the appropriate way. The uh, real question. Yeah, the real question, the appropriate way. I, I think doing the same thing that you said with buying sessions would be a good thing <clears> for <throat> someone. Um, there are actually some pretty good products, uh, equipment-wise, that are mm -hmm. out there that may not be well-known. It's good to look at reviews if you're going to buy equipment for somebody uh, because things are cheaper as they saturate the market yes but doesn't mean that the quality is better so you should definitely yeah. look at the reviews if you're going to buy someone some equipment it's kind of a hard mm -hmm. scenario you know there i don't know that you would buy someone like a book for strength and conditioning or sports performance because no. i don't think the people who want to get better are necessarily going to read that it, that's like a small percentage of people that were like yeah i'm going to read this book yeah, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read maybe this. maybe a training program like something that was written by like a, a certified professional. Um, yeah. like if they sell that online. Yeah, and like uh, for any of our adult listeners out there that just want to stay healthy and strong in their life, go to Pen and Paper Strength app. Get jacked with their programs. <laughs> go buy them online. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. Uh, That's yeah. my New Year's resolution. Get Jack. <laughs> there it is. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Uh, Claire, thank you for all of your insights as we are coming up on the holidays here. Um, we hope everyone has uh, safe travel if you're going anywhere. We hope you have a lot of fun with your family and your friends and you just enjoy the season and get ready for the next year coming about because we know you're going to be successful setting those goals and taking those small steps every single day towards your goal. So okay. we will catch you on the next one, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a happy holidays. See ya.